Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank our 16-bit tier subscribers, Lyle McCarns and Ashton Ruby. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Thank you. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 55 of Retro Hangover. Internet, welcome to your favorite podcast as you are listening to it currently. We are creating crazy caricatures, causing killer clowns to crash carts, kicking creativity con jobs cautiously. This is episode 55 of Retro Hangover. I am your co-host, Chris Copeland, joined by our special guest today, L.P. Tiger, and as always, your host, Shane Blue Dick Dragon Shell Koski. Okay, I have problems with this one, and I'm going to enumerate them right now. Number one, blue shells are the fucking worst. Number two, they are not in this game. I I, I demand a rewrite right now. If I'm going to get a Dick Dragon name every single episode, I will be damned if it is not good. I am mm. disappointed. Uh, how about Feather Dick Dragon, Koski? <laughs> the Feathered Dick Dragon? Is that like... Feather Dick Dragon. Yes, real dinosaurs. Get dinosaur action. <laughs> they do. Tactical dinosaur hurts. action. In any oh, case... Man. Yeah. We are on a new episode where today we will be talking about Mario Kart. Mm. Obviously, the, as you've already seen in the title, because we're not secret anymore. And for today's episode, by the way, we uh, do have a special guest today. It we is do. LP Tiger. Or we'll be referring to him throughout this episode as just Tiger, because that's how... We've gotten to know him. What's going so, on? Say hi, Tiger. There it is. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. How y'all doing? On? I was going to say that, uh, 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 what was that name again? Blue Dick Spiny Spiky Shell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the, the Blue Spined Dick. Yes, blue spi- no. Yeah, blue I, Dick I, Dragon I, Shell. That just apparently. makes it yes. sound like uh, you, you're, um, you have the ability to destruct. Destroy. I mean, cause, I mean I'm okay to with cause that. destruction with. The, the Spiny Blue Dick of destruction. Yeah, sure. Shell. Yeah, yeah. See, okay, that one's already better. I for a minute there, I thought you were going to go in another direction and start <laughs> talking about like duck wangs or something. But <laughs> I guess is that what an echidna has? No, an echidna has four penises. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. learning. I'm already going to learn a lot from this. I can already tell. You will never look at knuckles the same way again. <laughs> anyway, Tiger, welcome to our video game podcast. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm happy to be here, and we are happy to have you. Um, yeah. For 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 those lovely listeners out there, Tiger is a a good friend of of both of ours, and um, we Chris and I have actually wanted to get him on the show for a little while, and um, luckily our schedules kind of finally synced up and everything. And we asked him what he would like to talk about, and uh, Super Mario Kart, I believe, was was fairly high on that list if i if i'm informed correctly i'm so. a i'm a huge nintendo guy so uh yeah uh and mario kart has been a part of my life ever since the first uh, version on the super nintendo so i was very happy to uh, be on this episode to talk about mario kart so uh, i appreciate it yeah absolutely so uh tiger if you don't mind why don't you um let the the listeners out there know a little bit about uh yourself and kind of what you do like around here in the in the jacksonville community and that sort of thing oh boy okay so uh, i go by lp tiger and i used to be known to run um dance dance revolution tournaments uh within the state of florida uh for about 15 years until i uh let that go and i also did some fighting game tournaments and I've also run a tournament in Jacksonville, not a tournament, but I did an event in Jacksonville called Arcade Jacks, put some arcade machines and consoles in a bar, uh, have a DJ going, have some like game themed drink specials. I did that for about uh, two years. Uh, I was really into just like a video game communities, bringing everyone together to unite, to, you know, drink some beers, play some video games. And, and about the last two years i've been taking a little bit of a hiatus from events um i also did a 
uh, two podcasts, actually. I did a podcast called the Storm Unity Podcast, uh, let's say about four or five years ago. Uh, it was a video gaming podcast, kind of general. And then about two years ago, I did a podcast called uh, Nintendo Seconds, where it was basically about five to ten minutes of like the latest Nintendo news. And I just kind of, uh, since then, I've been kind of taking a hiatus and I've been doing a lot of real life stuff. So uh, I've been resting and just actually playing video games now. So that's great. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Playing them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, but even even like the last, the holiday season, and I know we're going to start talking about what we played. Like I haven't really got a chance to play a lot of games because I've been uh, doing some Amazon selling. I don't know if y'all know I do that. I do uh, Amazon selling too, like for video games. So I I, I do a whole bunch of stuff that uh that yeah. uh, that or that surround uh the genre of video games. Yeah, for sure. And and actually that um I'm not sure about Chris, but I know for myself when when I moved down here to to the North Florida area, that's that's actually how I ended up uh meeting Tiger was because he was like running these events and things like that and and I know like listen, self-care super important and so I'm glad that you're taking that time for yourself um 100%. But hundred percent selfishly, I'll say that I, I kind of missed the arcade jacks <laughs> thing a little bit. Um, it was definitely really cool. And Tiger definitely has the personality to run these kind of things. Like, yes, I, you, you were a hundred percent in your element there for sure. Man. So, <laughs> well, um, I, 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 I speak for myself and I appreciate you doing that. Well, thanks. Oh, and I will say that I do believe that even though I come off as this energetic, you know, hyper ball of like <laughs> can't stop you know jumping around i i would say i'm originally blah blah like blah, blah, blah introverted yes introverted i'm more introverted more reserved i like mm. to keep to myself a lot i have a lot of um shyness in my early childhood that i like to like ignore in 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 moments so sure when i do have the opportunity to like be excited and be uh, rambunctious and such. <laughs> uh, I I love to do so. So, yeah, yeah, awesome, man. So, um, so let's. I'll, I'll shift it over to to Chris for a little bit here. So, as Tiger alluded to, we'll you know do what we usually do and chit chat a little bit about what we've been up to since the yes. last episode. So, um, so Chris, what you been doing? Playing it? Playing anything fun? Or are you like suffering through another another game that I don't know about? Uh, I beat Vi. For the Sega CD, which yeah, how'd that, I talked how'd that about last out? episode, and that it, it's it's a game. It's, wow, reading yeah. endorsement, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I would say if you if you like older JRPGs like Fantasy Star Two and Dragon Quest Two, it's mm. like that. Okay, so it's very grindy. You know, enemies the 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 definition of difficulty is just give the enemy tons of hit points and lots of defense and just continuously uh. hit it while you heal yourself. So that's how it is my favorite. Yeah, that that's how it defines difficulty. So that's that's why it's kind of tough. It's definitely a throwback grind RPG. And even like the game came out in 1994. So even in 94, it's a game that was a throwback. So um, I like those kind of games, but I can completely understand why a lot of people wouldn't. Uh, But ever since I beat it, I haven't really played much. I've been kind of busy with some things uh, at work and around the house and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's it's like flu and cold season. So we've been dealing with a lot of that here in the house. Uh, so, oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. For and sure. uh, I found time to, to play some Bomberman, though. So there's that. Nice. And I'm s- still waiting on a power supply to get here from France so I can play it on my turbo CD so it can save the data. But they lost it and now they're trying to send it back to me. So hopefully it gets here. Maybe I should have bought from Tiger because then it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't specialize in retro, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I, uh, my quality is up there. I tell you, uh, what was that? Amazon what was that ratings. first game you said? Vi. Vi. Okay, I've never heard of it. And you said yeah, nobody like has. Uh, no. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a. I was gonna say like it's it's like a. You said it's like Final Fantasy Dragon Questy type of like old school game. Yeah, it's 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 a Working Designs published it. Back in 1994. Oh, so it's an anime-ish type of thing. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it feels exactly like Dragon. I would compare it most to like Dragon Quest Two with the Final Fantasy Four plot structure. Okay. Okay. Noted. Super grindy and difficult. So if you don't like those older games, don't go for it. Oh, and the animation looks ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so there's some enemies that look like they have their jaws dislocated. And I don't know if that was intentional that uh, that you fight against. And uh, a little bit behind the times, you go back and this is working designs. And if you know anything about working designs, they they try to be rather cheeky. Uh, and the way they write. So, you know, humor so from 1994. Jokes, well, I was going to say, so do, do the jokes like actually land or does it just come off as like try hard? A little bit of both. And okay. sometimes it's just so bad it's good. Uh, <laughs> okay. And there's 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 one enemy called a retardator. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> was a minotaur that was licking his own axe and looking, you know, very, very uh, special. So it's you a- could that that. That kind of language is still in that game. You know, stuff you wouldn't see anymore today. Um, Obviously, it was a working design. <laughs> yes. I got to <laughs> put a rim shot in post on that one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Uh, so, Tiger, I know you said you've been super busy lately, um, but uh, have you had a chance to play anything? And also, what has been keeping you busy? Because I know at least some of it, and it's like, at least tangentially related to yeah we can we can talk about that for a while so i'll try and i'll try to be brief upon on that but let's start with the game i had been playing before i got that busy uh death stranding actually ah yes have have we talked about this at all on this podcast not we like (laughs) y'all tiger's just like i am one of you now uh (laughs) no actually we we have not uh okay so i'm sure you may have heard whatever you've heard about the game and I believe that he had a full story to tell in his brain when he was making this game. But there are some <laughs> mediums out there that you just limited in scope. So books, movies, you're very limited to what you can tell. But video games, you can you can write as much as you want. You can uh, you can have like a motion capture of you know whatever type of uh, movie you want to show. I mean, he, he has like. What like how long are the movies in Metal Gear? Insanely long, forever. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you know you have the gameplay aspects. I don't believe that this game really is. I I tell people this: you don't play this game for fun. It's not a game <laughs> that you play for fun. There are games out there you play for yeah. fun. Mario Kart is a fun game, uh, for for many, and then some just like ah, you know, you you lose friends, whatever. You know, that's the joke. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's smash for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. Uh, but this game, there's a, <laughs> he has a story to tell. He sure it's, does. It's not fun. And I, I say the same about movies. Like there are certain movies out there that are great, amazing movies. They're not fun though, but it is a great experience. People will say it's an amazing movie, but they didn't have fun. Um, but then you get into That's the true. then you get into the uh the debate of well are games supposed to be fun you know so it it all depends so ultimately i will say it's not a fun game but yes it is a ups simulator <laughs> and <laughs> you, you are carrying packages back and forth if you're trying to simplify what the game is but uh, if you don't care about the story you shouldn't play the game so so have you have you tried bringing that game into your workspace as a as a training aid <laughs> Oh, I I will say that in the game there is like a a spray. Uh like if your packages get damaged, you can like spray the packages and apparently they will, you know, get better condition. Uh that'd be a great thing to have <laughs> for the future. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, let, uh, let's hook up all of the shipping companies with that because <laughs> I have got some gnarly boxes delivered to my door in my time. Uh. <laughs> So so it sounds like Norman Reedus is the one who's delivering my power supplies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's possible. Maybe he just ran Maybe. out of like ladders, man. They got dropped in know. the river and now he's chasing it down and you just like you have no no uh, sympathy for him. Yeah. So 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 my question is with Death Stranding because Metal Gear Solid was was still fun because they had moments where it was a little over the top and, and kind of cheesy. Um, and they just go into kind of areas that, you know, you can you can have a good laugh while it's very serious and not fun at the same time. Is Death Stranding like that or is it just like always serious and not fun? And it's like my question is, does it need to be a game or would it have been better suited as perhaps a series or a movie? At some point, 
Kojima's just gonna start making movies because he's like 90% of the way there anyway <laughs> with most yeah. of the, the games that he makes. So I would not be surprised. I would um, say if that, that if it wasn't as successful or if it doesn't get as successful as it should or they expect, yeah. then yeah, that'd be a good route for him. But I think he, I think it's, for him, it's like, this is the perfect way to tell exactly what I want to tell. Uh, some of the cheesiness, I will just say, is I don't, if you know nothing about the game, just a little bit, um, there's you get a room in certain portions of the game and you can take a shower or use the bathroom. And actually using the bathroom or taking a shower creates uh, weapons to use for some of these enemies. And <laughs> when you take a shower... Yeah, I heard about the, that. Yeah, the weapon is called number zero. When you, when you pee, <laughs> the weapon's called number one. And when you poop, the weapon's <laughs> called number two. So there's obviously some uh, little cheesy moments. They're like, that's stupid, but it, it you know, it's Kojima. So yeah, I, I we 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 should probably move on from this. But I I, rem- <laughs> I remember hearing somebody talking about like pissing on mushrooms. Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> I think pissing like, ca- creates mushrooms. Ah, uh, uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And you can actually yeah. see other mushrooms that are people pissed in those spots too. So. That's great. What a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Shane, how about yes. you? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I'll, I'll keep mine brief. Um, I think the most notable thing so far is I, I, I made the decision. I, I guess you could call it a New Year's resolution if you'd like. I don't know. Um, but I realized that I still have games that I have yet to play. And I'm not even talking about my Steam backlog because that's a nightmare. But... Um, I have my Xbox 360 that has been sitting on my, um, shelf underneath my TV in my living room forever. And I still have physical copies of games for that, that I have yet to play. So I was like, you know what? I am going to make a point of trying to play through the rest of these that I have not touched yet so that I can, you know, probably pack away the 360 because I've got other stuff that I can use and I really don't use it that much anymore. Um, so I was kind of poking through what I had left and, um, I got it. I think about half a dozen titles. And so the first one I decided to tackle was Final Fantasy 13. So Ooh. I have been playing that um, for the past like week or so. It's not as bad as everyone says it is. No, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Like I get why people probably complained about it at the time. It is very oh, course, much yeah. like a hallway simulator. And at first um, I was a little concerned because I was looking at, you know, how the systems were playing and I was just like, cool. So I hit one button on auto attack and it just does everything for me. Is this like, is this what I'm going to do for the next 60 hours? Because I don't know (laughs) if I want to do that. But I will say that after the first sort of intro sequence, um, things open up a little bit more and the, the systems do get more complex. Not incredibly so, but like switching between the, the different, you know, um, sets of classes i can't remember what it's called at the moment right now but um that that's interesting and kind of figuring out how i want to build each of the characters and i've been told that further on in the game you get to a point where you can basically just finally be free to pick whoever you want in your party so i'm I'm looking forward to that point but um but i've been enjoying it so far it is definitely more streamlined than previous ff games for sure um but it's enjoyable and i've still got like Red Dead Redemption sitting in there that I have yet to play. And I'm just like, Jesus, Yikes. this is going to be an investment. So I you will as well get that on Steam. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I kind of don't want to rebuy something I already own. You know what I mean? If I can help. No, I it. don't because I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm talking to the the physical game collector over over here. So, yeah. But that's that's really the big thing, man. I'm um. I'm actually trying to still wrap up season 19 of Diablo three on my switch because I'm trying to push through all the conquest stuff so I can get the, the cool little cosmetic pet that's taking a little extra time. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. So I think, um, we're, we're going to do something different this time around, say first for retro hangover podcast. I am happy to say that we are going to, uh, have our illustrious guest tiger read our brief history for us. Um, which I'm super excited about. So, uh, Tiger, if you would, please feel free to take it away with the brief history of Super Mario Kart. Green 
and red turtle shells, stars, feather, booze. In 1992, saying these things to someone who played video games drew only one association. Super Mario Brothers, the popular platformer nigh ubiquitous with video games themselves. Pretty soon, those same items would be associated with missiles, speed boosts, jumping, and item stealing against your friends on a racetrack. Welcome to Super Mario Kart, a party racing game no one knew that they wanted. From early on in development, Mario Kart was always meant to be a multiplayer game. Producer Shigeru Miyamoto and directors Tadashi Sugiyama and Hideki Kano set out to create a racing game that would have two players on the screen simultaneously. The inspiration started with the Super NES launch hit F-Zero, who had much of the same team, but soon found that because of the SNES's hardware limitations, the tracks would not be able to have the same complexity a limitation that likely led to the series' accessibility. The limitations would not lead to the game's most unique and notable feature, the ability to smack your opponent around with weapons. As multiplayer was a focus from the onset, having a mode where there was a competition that did not involve racing was focused on from the initiation of development. This idea created the game's famed battle mode, where the objective would be to destroy your opponent's three balloons with an assortment of ordnance on more of an arena than a track. This idea carried over into the main racing mode, and the now traditional kart racing genre was born. After being in development for three months, members of the team wanted to see what it was like to put Mario in as one of the racers, as the game did not start out as a mascot-oriented racer. It made such an impression that theme was implemented wholesale, with all the racers being members of the Mario universe. The game would officially launch in August and September of 1992 in Japan and North America respectfully, with Europe receiving it in January of 1993. Mario Kart went on to be the fourth best-selling SNES game of all time, selling an estimated 8.6 million units worldwide, and would become a key franchise for Nintendo with an installment on every system released after the Super Nintendo, with the exception of the Virtual Boy, not to mention the slew of clones that has been copied by Sega, Naughty Dog, Rare, Konami, and many, many more. Reception, as one would predict, was through the moon, with many publications continuing to call the game one of the best of all time and one of the best games ever released for the Super Nintendo. And that was the brief history for Super Mario Kart. So, Mario Kart, I think all of us, I think we pretty much established this at the beginning of the episode. All of us did play Mario Kart when it first came out on the Super Nintendo. Absolutely. Yes, Shane, did you, did you get back to this later, like everything hey, else? you know what? No. <laughs> for the, <laughs> nice! For, for the first time, I can say no. I was, I was actually there. Uh, it's one of the few. Very, very nice. Uh, but we will... I think we should start out with Tiger and Tiger's first interactions uh, with Mario Kart. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I I mainly remember some sort of commercial with Super Mario Kart. And I feel like it was a commercial for Sega because Sega was trying to show how awful Super Mario Kart was in comparison to, like, their fast racers or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's, right. like, the first memory that I can think of. And they were like, oh, these games are better because this game is for kids. Look how slow and silly it is. But uh, Super Monaco GP, Mario Kart, same game. (laughs) But yeah, Super Mario Kart. uh, I can't remember like the exact timing, like the first time I played it. I'm pretty sure it's like one of those moments where I saw it in Sears. And, you know, like (laughs) Sears was like the store that I went to that had uh, a Super Nintendo to play for free while your parents shopped around, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Super Nin- Super Mario Kart was definitely a, a big turning point as far as like games that I played, you know, with a friend uh, mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again, and I would not get tired of. Uh, I remember like going in the time trials and like just continuing to play it to beat my own scores and. I want to say later on, like it got to Mario Kart 64. That's when I started like really like trying to compete for like certain contests and stuff. But like, 
Oh, battle mode. Battle mode was like <laughs> the the mode that I played the most with like one of my childhood friends. And we would just spend all day like going back and forth on different courses, just just duking it out. And uh, I remember my like the, the my most fun thing to do is on one of those courses where you get a feather and then you can jump into like the out of bounds area. It's not really out of bounds, but it's like inside the blocks where you mm-hmm. can just, yeah. yeah, where you can just sit there and they can't do anything. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, unless they I get a feather. Pull that on my little brother all the time. <laughs> That's the ghost mansion level, right? Uh, no, no, no. Ghost it was house? like a, no, 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 no. I don't think there was any like fancy levels then. It was just all big squares. Um, yeah. This level was like a oh. like a beach like a beachy level in a, in a sense, mm-hmm. and I did I just remember there like four sections like four corners, and each corner had like a color, and I just there was just a like a little rectangular like a L shaped section that you could jump into, and there was also it's like they let you know that you can jump there because there was a question mark in there too. So <laughs> you can jump in there, get another question mark, hope it's a red shell, then, you know, stay in there. Hopefully if there's like, uh, <laughs> if they're coming your way, you just hop right out and hit them with a the red shell. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was like one of my most favorite things. To, or like, or jumping out of bounds while they're like trying to shoot you with a shell. That's always fun mm-hmm. too. <laughs> and see, this is, this is indicative of like, I feel most of the com- like more competitive Mario Kart stuff just in general. Cause we have been, less than 10 minutes into talking about our experiences with this and we're already talking about how much fun it is to be a total dick to other players (laughs) oh yeah that's the best part about mario kart that is what mario kart is (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) that's good that's all great until everyone starts being a dick to you then it's like hey you know what the fuck why are you keeping (laughs) your shells i guess you're kind of right maybe i was on that that side uh too often that's why it's so fun for me because i was the one just tearing up on other people Stay in second place. You get red shells easier. Oh, yeah. No, one of, one of my friend's <laughs> tactics was to stay in, like, the fifth fifth through eighth or whatever to get the best items mm-hmm. and then just, like, on the last lap, just destroy everyone. That's so dirty. I know. It's it so worked dirty. Out. It worked. <laughs> so, Shane, what's, yeah. what's what, how did you get acquainted with the Mario Kart? The Mario Kart? Uh, well, Grandpa, let me see. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I got it, I want to say more or less right around release, if I recall correctly. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because Super Mario Kart is one of those games for me that I just, I, I feel like it's just always existed. <laughs> like it's just been there. Like obviously, you know, there was a time before that. Um, but I just, it's so integral to a lot of my childhood that um, it's just become sort of part and parcel to it. And my, as I mentioned a little little uh, a little bit ago my younger brother and i this was one of the ones that we used to play with each other a lot and um fun fact uh i was categorically better at most video games than my brother and so i would usually crush him in battle mode all the time um, we actually didn't do a lot of the the racing portion we we usually stuck with battle mode more than anything and and we had a lot of fun with it uh i definitely did what tiger was talking about and exploit those little blocks that were. And I think it was actually on more than one of the battle mode maps. If I remember right, there was the beach one that you were talking about. And I, I feel like there was at least one other one that had sort of those, you know, um, patches in the middle of, of the, uh, arena that if you got a feather, you could totally just jump in there and just kind of like, you know, flip off all the other players while you're sitting there. <laughs> I, I get my courses really mixed up because there's so many and I'm so old. So <laughs> I, I mean, I feel that for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, that was definitely our favorite part of it. And consequently was also why I was super bummed when battle mode was not in some of the future installments of the game. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I remember playing this quite a bit unlocking like the, the extra, the extra special league for for getting gold in the the first three sets of tracks and uh, doing all that. So, although I will say I have to make a, a small admission that I usually played mostly on fifty cc. <laughs> um, I, I think most of us did. 
Yeah, um, 100 I was CCs. competitive, so. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Oh. I kind of assumed that because I, 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 I know Tiger's sort of like lineage with these games. So I figured he was probably all in on, on 100cc, but I was a filthy did casual. Did they have 150cc? They sure did. And it mm, was not yeah. easy. 150 Special Cup was just, no, it was not easy. <laughs> I don't know if I could go back and play it and beat it right now. Well, it's also compounded by, and, and I guess maybe I'm skipping ahead a little bit because we haven't had Chris talk yet, but that's fine. He can wait. Uh, it's uh, it's compounded what? by the fact that like all of the CPU players can totally just basically what I consider cheating in Rubber in the banding, first game. yeah. Well, not only rubber banding, that is egregious, by the way, but um, also just the fact that, so in this one, and and you can actually correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't recall from some of the later titles, but for Super Mario Kart, each of the CPU-controlled drivers uh, had one quote-unquote item that oh, they yeah. could use that was specific. That you couldn't. Well, well, not, all the not time. necessarily, not all the time. But the the point is, is that it was specific to that character. Like Mario and Luigi could use Invincibility Star. But the point yes. is, they could use it whenever they want. Unlimited. Unlimited. Yes. And that is garbage. And so if you were trying to go and like, you know, hit that 150cc special cup, like Tiger was saying, uh, that coupled with like the rubber banding and them spamming their abilities, that's, it sounds nightmarish. It was awful. <laughs> it was it was I, I i remember going back and playing it and who i don't remember who maybe it's peach she has like and this is one of the items that you can't get she has like this like mushroom like this mm-hmm. mini mushroom, mushroom. yeah yep. and if you Bird hit it toad. you get and small toad. yeah and and then they run over you and then you get destroyed <laughs> yep yeah it, it's awful so what about you chris i don't implicitly remember why i wanted mario kart i i think i got it right around release too maybe it's because i was reading game magazines could have been like EGM or something like that. But, you know, I do remember being hyped for it. And one of the things I remember the most, it's it's one of the few games that my dad would play with me. Mm. Um, because, you know, it had the multiplayer aspect and but there was a lot of the battle mode. I think that was one of the ones he was actually competitive against me with. Because <laughs> before he had tried playing, I think it was Joe Montana football. And uh, I had exploited <laughs> the game where I would just uh, continuously pretend to do a, a fake punt. Or I do a fake punt all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it forces the defense to go into the punt formation. So I just keep on, you know, bombing, you know, passes and beating him. So he stopped playing for a while. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we got Super Mario Kart. And uh, that was that was the really cool thing is um, just not really used to it. You know, just having my dad play with me and being able to play in battle mode all the time. And that that was the thing we always played together. That doesn't mean it takes away from the racing mode. I love the racing mode. Uh, just especially uh, uh, Bowser's Castle, I think, in the Mushroom Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's Mushroom or Flower. But it would always be a goal of mine to try and lap every single racer on that one because <laughs> it was so easy to do. You could you could lap the second place racer on it once you became good enough at doing it. So that always became my objective whenever doing that cup. That's that 50cc life. That's right. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. It was always that. great. I, I consider myself a failure uh, if I didn't <laughs> lap the last place racer in the 50 cc mode of of the cups so you're oh, just competitive you, say you consider yourself a failure because you stuck to 50 cc i'd be like yeah uh, yeah you were that. you were competitive in a different way yes yeah. but uh, yeah once i got to 100 cc i think i beat all of them in 100 cc that's how i know there's a 150 cc but i didn't really go up to 150 cc that's a little too fast for me out of my comfort zone yeah I don't not to mention um do that now rainbow road had no walls anyone nope, remember that nope. <laughs> Sure, I sure do. <laughs> yeah, so 150cc, no walls, bullies. You know, if you were playing a small character and you get bumped by a big character, you're done. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, and you have Mario with his fucking star. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. And that's what I was saying. It's it's bullshit that they can just do that whenever <laughs> they feel like it. Did Bowser have a fireball? Fireball, and yes. it went left to right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he sure did. I think the easiest one to avoid was uh, was DK Jr.'s, because I think he, his was just a banana peel. Yeah, just banana. Bananas were easy. Yeah. yeah. So so on that note, um, favorite favorite racer from Super Mario Kart? What's y'all's? Mine's Koopa Troopa. Toad for me. You know. Okay. I love to- I've always loved Toad. Toad never gets oh, yeah. enough recognition. Well, until Captain Toad came out. But That's uh true, yeah. <laughs> Which is a great yeah, game. That was his first game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Love it. Love it. 
But uh, yeah, Toad, okay. definitely. Which is basically the same as Koopa Troopa. So. I, I, would, I would interchange between the two of them and sometimes play Yoshi as well. Mm-hmm. It'd be those three racers. Well, it seems like we're, we're all on the same page on that yeah. one because I basically always played as Koopa Troopa. Those two were actually the, uh, well, considered the beginner characters. Um, <laughs> but oh, we are yeah, the most they, casual. Yeah. We're just like, <laughs> have, yeah, man, yeah. we've run this retro gaming podcast and, uh, you know, we, I don't want to flex on y'all or anything, but like, I play Koopa Troopa on 50cc, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, uh, to put I that out there. that shit. <laughs> Fucking slayed it. I want to say that like the top runners for like speedrunning use yeah. mm-hmm. actually use like Toad or Koopa Troopa. I'm not sure about that, but I feel like that I thought is they what used, it was. either I that thought or they used Donkey Kong and Bowser. I know they had the highest um high speed, but may, right. maybe that maybe that is what it was. It was either that or the other, but I don't remember why I thought that, but yeah, maybe yeah, well, maybe they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Yeah, like DK and and um, Bowser are they have the highest top speed in the game, but they're the slowest acceleration and also if they get bumped by anything you're going to lose a lot of time trying to re-accelerate. But so that's why they were kind of like the more advanced ones. Um, and then, of course, like Mario and Luigi were the just well-rounded ones, which makes sense. Who were my least favorite racers? Yeah. I do not like racing as either of them. I never yeah. played as either one of them. Yeah, The controls on them are awful. And if you ever get stopped, just getting back up to speed is just god awful <laughs> well because there's no benefit right because like you're you're kind of middle of the road where if you do get bumped or something you still got a slower acceleration and a worse top speed so like you really ought to just pick one or the other like either you're going to take the chance and go like pro mode and try to play as bowser and you know just get really good at not hitting shit or do what evidently all of us did and just stick with you know like koopa troopa or uh or toad because they have the best handling of all the carts um they certainly have highest acceleration and the highest acceleration their top speed is not great but i feel like that kind of gets outweighed by the other two. Oh, the other the other loss you get with koopa troopa and toad is if you get hit by uh, yoshi or peach or you know donkey kong or bowser yeah you, you take you, you lose a coin and it can it, it's a little more punishing well you're more you're prone to spin characters. out with those yeah yes yeah so that's also a disadvantage i also like the fact that this game did have coins yeah and it actually affected your uh, your speed right yeah. which didn't come back until mario kart 8 or did was that in 64 uh, i don't know uh... But it was removed for the longest time. It was. I know it was. But just having that, it would affect your uh, overall top speed, your acceleration, how you drove. So there was an incentive to actually get these coins. Uh, actually made. They did bring it back in the 3DS version. Oh, uh, so they brought it back in 7. Yeah. Okay. Was it N64? I don't remember it being in 64. It wasn't in N64. I don't think so, no. Okay. I mean, also, Mario Kart 64 is like one of the most broken games (laughs) in the world. Oh, I used to do shortcuts for it all the time. Yeah, that, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure at some point we'll probably do an episode on that one and we can talk about how you can just skip entire tracks. Yeah. 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 That's the one game that you always go to tournaments and they're always like, uh, shortcuts on or off. And everyone's like, no, no. <laughs> well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like games done quick when like you see Zelda and the way that you beat the game quick is you repeatedly press start. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's like a buffering technique. Yeah. yeah. So the funny thing about going back to Super Mario Kart now, I mean, cuz of course at the time we didn't have anything to compare it to, right? But replaying it recently, oh, it's boy. it's still a lot of fun to play, first of all. I'll get that right out there and say it, but um I find that even with, you know, like Koopa Troopa for example, who has better kart control, Compared to later titles, I feel as though Super Mario Kart is is kind of difficult to control, just kind of overall. Um, it seems really, really glidey and like not in a good way, because in later installments, right, you could do sort of like the hop technique to be able to drift around corners, um, which is sort of ingrained in me now because I've been playing the later titles so much over the years. And so mm-hmm. going and trying to do that in Super Mario Kart doesn't seem to really make much of a difference. And actually, in a lot of cases, it's almost detrimental because it seems just really difficult to control. I don't, know, I don't know if that's just me. No. Oh, drifting is awful in the first one. Yeah, th- yeah. There's, there's a lot less leeway for uh, mistakes 
in the later iterations, you could easily hold down drift and then still control left or right which way you wanted to go. Uh, and and also the boost, you know, the boost came later. But right. like in in Super Nintendo, in Super Mario Kart, you have to commit. If you're drifting, like you're only going one way and, you, and it better be perfect the first time or else you're done. So, uh, and, but I will say that like for like watching uh, speedrunners, you know, they have, they hit it in the same place all the time perfectly. So like you just got to know the spots, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's yeah. a level of play that I'm, I'm not going to get to. So I'll just leave <laughs> the drifting to the later, the later versions. Or we'll you can just, that. you know, you just use Koopa Trooper or Toad and just turn. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that works so too. I, yeah. Well, so I was, I was playing as Bowser like uh, a couple days ago just to see, cause I was just like, you know what? Like I, I've heard that, you know, if you get good with Bowser, that it's actually better. First of all, I'm, the answer is no, at least for me. Cause I was just, <laughs> it, it's, I sucked. It was terrible. You don't get but, better. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I did notice though that, and I don't know if it's just because of the, he's the heavier racers, but he drifts just by turning. Like you don't even have to do anything. He just goes into a drift and I'm just like, oh, this is, this is terrible. Yeah, you literally have to let go if you want a safe turn. Let go of the accelerator. Right. Which is like 100% counterintuitive to yeah. how you would approach most no. other ones. But if you if you do get good, I, I it is fun to drive as either Donkey Kong Jr. or Bowser. Yeah, they just dominate. You, you just bump everyone uh, out of your way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did love playing as DK Jr. every once in a while, just because if you, you you master it, you start flying through the courses, you can get them done a lot quicker. I had a friend who all all of his time trial times were all done with DK Jr. You didn't have any other character because mm-hmm. he just went through and you couldn't I couldn't beat any of that times. I will say that I keep forgetting yeah. that it's DK Jr. and not DK. Like you, <laughs> you're so right, right about that. Uh, it's a shame that you haven't seen Donkey Kong Jr. in like any game since. I'm yeah, just, I'm, yeah. ho- I'm holding out for Funky Kong. Like Donkey Kong something. Country, they're like, no, nah, never existed. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong Country ruined Donkey Kong. It's all its fault. I'll also take Cranky Kong. Y'all know about the um the little code in the game where you can like like minimize yourself uh, no i do not know about this. yeah uh i can't remember the code Hold on. i'm gonna look it up while i'm talking but <laughs> <laughs> pro <laughs> podcasting skills yeah 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 it's like uh i oh i remember i remember how it is like what you're supposed to do <laughs> you know like, uh, when you're on the select screen you're supposed to hold y and push a and it will shrink your character so it, I think it's literally the same thing as like running into the mushroom that Peach or uh, Toad throws. So there's no benefit to it. Though. No, there's no. It's just like, hey, you can shrink yourself. So if you get run over, <laughs> you know, you'll just it'll just happen over and over again. It was just cool. like one of those fun things. So <laughs> that sounded yeah, that so fun to, you know, handicap yeah. myself. But, but, <laughs> that's super hard mode though you need to you need to minimize yourself on 100 cc special cup yeah, yeah that's i say that's that's flex mode that's when you just want to show off <laughs> and then there's uh there's also like there's certain shortcuts on super mario Kart. i don't know if you remember like well there's the the one on ghost valley where you could just jump over with the feather uh yep. kind of yeah. shortcuts you know like a good quarter of it um or you could use the mushroom from very far back hit like the yellow jump from way far back and then still take the same shortcut so mm-hmm. that was uh i don't know have y'all ever played a mario kart tour like the mobile game i I've i stayed did far far away yeah i think that's like the general consensus but um they just they they had a time where they released ghost valley one on super nintendo and it had like the same like implementations of the super nintendo uh track so that was really nice that's but, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. played it for a little bit when it first came out, but I'll, I'll be honest, I just couldn't really get behind the control scheme. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Well, it, it takes some learning, and when games take learning for controls, uh, it's hard to get people invested. Yeah, for sure. Although, well, if you monetize the shit out of it, it's hard. For people to <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it does have a kind of a pay to win. It's not really pay to win. It's like pay to pay to get a lot Enjoy. of points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think you can. Well, no. I think in order to enjoy it, you need to learn how to control. And some people can't get past that hump. But once you get past that hump, then it's like you have to pay in order to get the most points if you care. But that's how mobile games are anyway, right? So, 
Um, why That's invest true. so much time in them? <laughs> Got that gotcha life, son. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, then in that, in that game in particular, you know, their implementation of that is great because you just there's there's no subtext at all of you going and stroking this very large pipe in front of a bunch of excited toads. <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> so actually, Tiger, you brought up that that the haunted uh, haunted one there with the jump, and that reminded me of something because it was hilarious. Um, that is how that jump would work on that track if you are good at the game. Ah. You know what happens? You know what happens if you are not? Uh, like my brother, I would do this on purpose to him actually because I thought it was hilarious. But I'd be like, "Yeah, just get that. Get use the mushroom right here. It, you'll get. You'll go so fast." And he'll do it, and then he'd hit that jump and just launch himself into the void. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's great. And I was an asshole. <laughs> And the, 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 you, we speak about rubber banding too, and I think that's that's one of the that's uh, if you're playing against someone else on that track, for example, like all the items that it will give you in order to take those shortcuts, you only really get when you're in first place. Yeah. So like the feather and the mushroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you're in second, if you're in second place, you're getting like green shells or red shells, which are good items. But if you're in first place, you're like, oh fuck you, I'm going to take the shortcut and even get further away from all of you. So. It, it kind of benefits everyone who's already good at it. Not to mention the red shell was not as good in the first game as it was later on. It wasn't like a homing that followed all the way around the racetrack. You would literally have oh, to be, yeah. uh, you could, you'd have to at least have a visual of the person so that you can throw the red shell or else it'll just like turn directly to where they're going. And if there's a wall between you and the other player, then uh, you're screwed. And I'll be honest oh, yeah. with you. I prefer it that way. Cause I think the like heat seeking red shell is a terrible idea. Like I, I actually appreciate <laughs> the fact that it takes a little bit more, in my opinion, a little skill. bit more skill. Yeah. yeah I got exactly. you. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you get to later Mario Karts, and like, if you're in first place, you always get bananas for the most part. Pretty much. And bananas and coins, man. That's it. Bananas and coins. Yeah. And so I would just sit there in later installments and not not so much. I don't think I really can't in the first one, but in later installments, get a banana and just sit there and hold down the the attack button, which is, you know, common, common tactic and just keep it there until someone got a red shell and knocked it behind you. Yeah. So I so I have conflicting opinions about that because I while I say that I prefer the original implementation of the red shells because I do think <laughs> it takes a little bit more skill. I actually really mm-hmm. do like the later iterations giving you that ability to utilize your items in different ways where either you can be offensive with them or play defensively and use it as a blocker. I actually really like that. Agree. Agree. I I think yeah. I think it's a there's a lot of balance issues, obviously, but I think it's a good balance between first and second place. Second place getting red shells, first place getting bananas, and uh, you know, then you have that battle of waiting for the banana to go away before you can really hit them. Or if you, you know, if you're playing something like GameCube, then you can hold two items. Or you know, <laughs> in the later iterations, you can just have three red shells like winding around you. Uh, you know, the balance is everywhere. But yeah, I agree to the fact that I like the fact that you can hold uh, the banana behind you. Although in the Super Nintendo version, you could technically block it still by just waiting until it gets behind you. It's more of a timing issue rather because yeah, you can't really true, see yeah. it coming. <laughs> and you can launch, you still can launch your, your green turtle shells backwards. Uh, You can set them down like a banana peel. Yeah. 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 You can't shoot them out, but yeah, you could, you could be more strategic. You can poop walking. them. <laughs> yeah exactly poop the, poop the shell yeah uh so yeah so one last thing that i think i wanted to touch on real quick um before we probably start wrapping up for this episode i did just want to point out that i feel like this was one of the better implementations of uh mode 7 on the super yes. nintendo like for sure um they i think it was leveraged for quite a number of titles and some for better or worse, but given that the majority of this game is is just mode seven, um, I think it they did a really pretty solid job with that. Well, that's that's where you see the legacy of F Zero. That's where you see yes, that's the development of F Zero paying off. Because you go back and play F Zero now. In my opinion, it's it's way too difficult. And I mean, it's not 
like mind well, it is crushingly difficult on the higher difficulties, of course, but it is it's not as accessible as Mario Kart, but it does a lot of the same techniques. It's very it's very good looking, it's very fast. So like for that Sega commercial that Tiger said earlier, that's why they use Mario Kart instead of F Zero, because F Zero was a fast game. It's a very high paced game that made very good use of of mode seven. But Mario Kart looked a lot better. It it presented itself a lot better. It still it didn't really feel like you knew it was mode seven, but it didn't look mode seven ish if you compare it to other games like Pilot Wings and <laughs> Super Castlevania Four, yeah. where it was just blocky shit. It was. It looked like a racetrack. It looked really good up until you got really close to the question mark on the track. Yeah, well, you know, we won't talk about that. I was like, Google <laughs> Mode Seven. I see what you're talking about now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger's just like, hmm, yes, indeed. Yes, that is a one of the techniques that is a, yes. a great, greatly used in Mario yes, Kart. I believe. I, I believe the seventh correct. mode was in fact the best iteration. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, Mode Seven. What's that? Shit. Last processing is Mode Seven. Uh, all right so um i think to wrap up we'll do what we usually do i think i have a good idea of what we're going to say but usually we like to talk about whether or not we would recommend somebody going and playing this today whether it is revisiting it if it's something you played in the past or coming to it for the first time um so tiger what what are your thoughts on that would you recommend this to someone if uh if they were going back to it today super Mario Kart is the kart game that set the tone for all other kart games. Like, if you look now, and I said this in the beginning with the uh, with the summary of uh, Mario Kart, Mm. uh, Crash Team Racing, and like Nickelodeon Kart Racers, and And Sonic Kart, Sonic Race, Garfield Kart. Oh, how can I forget that? Uh, <laughs> Classic, yes. <laughs> yeah, Super Mario Kart is the reason that all of those games exist. That doesn't always mean that we can go back and play them because generally the first iteration of stuff can be a uh, <laughs> a horrible playthrough. But I think <laughs> I think the game holds up very well. I think the 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 disappointing part of the game is the fact that it's only two players and a lot of, it's a lot of confusion nowadays because people say no no i played four play-. no no it was two uh it was just a top and a bottom yeah it was a top and a bottom split screen and and not to mention that too like uh just the fact that uh i, I don't i don't know if this is true but like a top and a bottom split screen i don't think there were too many games maybe there's some racing games that did it then well i know co-op contra 3 did that oh yeah yeah they had split screen uh uh left and right yeah so mm. uh but yeah absolutely i believe it holds up and i believe that it should be a highly sought out game for any person that has a super nintendo or wants to go play super nintendo games in general yeah absolutely absolutely cool i mean that that actually kind of took a hard right turn there because i thought you were like leading to saying that uh well this was very inspirational for future cart games but um don't bother go play one of those instead (laughs) (laughs) well don't get me wrong like other mario karts are better but like as far as a super nintendo game like in comparison to other super nintendo games maybe other racers even in super nintendo i think it holds up very well okay all right chris what about you um yeah pretty much everything essentially that that tiger said and when you really look at a lot of the the kart racing games afterwards it really even the series of Mario Kart, even if you look at the original Mario Kart, it doesn't have a peer with very few exceptions outside of the Mario Kart series. Those exceptions being Crash Team Racing, depending on how you view it, Diddy Kong Racing, depending again, depending on how you view it, and maybe Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, which came out almost 20 years after. So when you when you talk about the original Mario Kart, which is my personal third favorite Mario Kart, um, you can go back and play it and have a good time with it, um, especially if you did grow up playing the Super Nintendo. That being said, it, I wouldn't recommend that would be the first Mario Kart game you play in today's age just because you do have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is an absolutely phenomenal kart racer. It's probably my favorite kart racer ever. Best made. version mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, best version. Yeah. Yes. So you can go and play that. And even if you want a more unique experience, Mario Kart Double Dash is right there, too. Uh, which I think is a grossly underrated Mario Kart game. So if you have to play one version of Mario Kart, this wouldn't be it. 
But if you are into Super Nintendo games, as I imagine many of the listeners are on this podcast, yeah, go back and play it. Um, It's still enjoyable. It's still a very fun game. And even though you're controlling it with the D-pad, which is probably somewhat <laughs> foreign to a lot of people today, uh, it's still surprisingly controllable for the for the setup that it gives. Yeah. And another thing I want to add, it, there's nothing bad about it. Like, well, aside from, you know, losing. But uh, <laughs> there's like... I can go back in Super Nintendo games, and there's certain games where you're just like, that's bad. This is awful. This is horrible. Like, there's right. there's nothing bad about the game. The controls are, like, pretty good. It has charm to it, like, as most Mario-type Mario, Mario type games. And uh, I, I can't think of anything bad to say about it. I do have I do have one thing, yeah. actually. I, oh. I am uh, disappointed that we once again suffered censorship with Super Mario Kart, and when you win... Uh, when you win a race, you don't get to chug the champagne bottles. Instead, you just yeah, I want to see, kind of clank them I back see, and forth. I want to see Peach get white girl wasted. Yes, yes. <laughs> that That is my only criticism. I am surprised as a Nintendo fan that there is even champagne in the game. <laughs> Goodness. It's soda in America. So liberal. It's soda. <laughs> uh, but aside from that, um, yeah, I think for the most part, I agree with with both of you. I, I do I do think that it is something that is certainly worthwhile, um, especially if you you know kind of want to get an appreciation for the the roots of all of these kart racing games. Um, you know, you should definitely experience it at least once, and it is still very playable. And because it was developed for a system where all you had was a D pad, um, it might take a little getting used to for for those of us that might have grown up with analog sticks by default but um it does control well regardless just because you know not only was that that's what it was developed for but it is a first party title so you kind of benefit from that um also but uh but yeah i mean there are better mario karts out there for sure um but you really won't have a bad time with this one and if you can get you know one other person to plop down on the couch with you uh, you certainly cannot go wrong with the the battle mode. That is still a lot of fun, even even today. Not to Just mention, bring back Donkey Kong Jr. We're gonna start a change.org petition. You say not to mention something. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say not to mention. Um, if you have a Switch and you have Switch Online, you can play it right now on that is true. Nintendo Switch yeah. Online. That is a good point for free. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Well, <laughs> for free, kind of. Yes, <laughs> if you already paid the money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for yeah. free ish. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. Uh, unless we have any more alibis, oh, Tiger. One more how thing. About you? I got. Go I just it. thought of something. Uh, yeah. One day you may be able to play this game in the future if they come out with a Mario Kart Maker. Ooh. Do you think that could be possible? <laughs> I would be. I do for that. Yeah, in the spirit of like Excite Bike, they should do that. That's true. Oh, yeah. because they, you can they customize did it in Excite Bike. They should. They yeah. Should, they, there's no reason they can't do it now. Yeah track editor work the same way just, just just put it in there with mario kart 8 deluxe or mario kart 9 if that's ever going to be a thing i don't think so yeah, put a track editor in there <laughs> i don't see that <laughs> yeah. coming but mario kart make you heard it here first guys there you go mario kart maker nintendo um, love, we awesome. just get in touch with us we will tell you uh where and how to make out the royalty checks yeah i don't even want it just give me the game <laughs> <laughs> i'll take the game you can have the idea he'll make he'll make money off uh, selling it on <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's that's the long plan. That's what he's going for. Don't put it on sale for 30 bucks because you know what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> Make sure there's a special edition. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. First in line. Make an alarm. Well, cool. Um, so before we jump into our usual spiel about how you can find us on the Internet, uh, Tiger, why don't you uh, let the listeners know where and how they can find you and what you do? Um, well... Uh, I'm at home and I don't do anything. So, uh, fantastic. <laughs> you, you won't find me active on too many things, but, uh, no, I have a Twitter and a Twitch that I haven't used in a while, but you never know. So, uh, I can be found at L P T Y G E R. And, uh, likely if there's any other thing that comes out with usernames, L P tiger will be the name that I will be under. So, uh, that's how you can uh, follow me or add me on uh, 
on uh, whatever you have. All right. And as far as we are concerned, there are a number of places that you can find us. Um, but the, the easiest vectors are of course, Facebook and or Instagram. That's usually where we are. Uh, Chris has been doing a fantastic job of posting uh, a bunch of shots of his retro game collection to not only his personal Instagram, but uh, ours as well. And so definitely feel free to check that out. Um, you can also go and check out our Patreon if you like what we do here and would like to support us and join our other 16-bit tier patrons, uh, which will also get you access to our exclusive bonus audio content and access to the patron-only Discord. You can check that out at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H patron. And we do, as always, have the merch shop open. So if you want to grab yourself a shirt, a mug, or a sticker, or some other fun, cool stuff, you can head on over to bit.ly slash R-H-P merch. And uh, last but not least, uh, we do our Sunday streams. Uh, and that's, of course, on Twitch. So just look for Retro Hangover there. We are usually on at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and we are streaming uh, some retro game or another, usually something related to our most recent episode, or it could just be some random obscure shit that Chris probably found somewhere. Um, so that could happen too. Hooray, obscure shit. That's right. And if you don't catch it live, then we are also on YouTube, so you can check the VODs over there. Just look for Retro Hangover, and you will find us. So, uh, Chris, did I miss anything? Toss a coin to your... To your patrons, oh, listeners of plenty. <laughs> Great. I just got that song out of my head, and now it's going to be stuck there for another, like, two weeks. So thank you for that. It's going to be a while before you uh, you get that song out of there. Uh, I know. It's also yes. going to be a while until the second season comes around, which I'm not <laughs> happy about, but that's fine. I'll just play The Witcher 3 in the meantime. But uh, with all of that said, Tiger, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. It was a blast to have you here. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, if we cover Mario Kart 64 in the future, maybe we'll, uh, we'd love to have you back. Anytime you do any Nintendo, uh, I'll be happy to be on this podcast with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Love that. Well, uh, I think with all of that said, until next time. Play with your spiny blue pussy destroying joysticks. <laughs> <laughs>